right. Good morning, everyone. Um, so we'll be continuing with the laws of learning Torah. So the booklets here are from page four and on. Um, and basically, we had the Shulchan Arach that we went through uh, in Sif Chaf Aleph, and it says that uh, a person should uh, be mimait. He should lessen the amount of pleasure that he gets from this world. Uh, we discussed that as well. How to use physicality. Uh, we said the Mesilas Sharm says if it's being used as a means to um, um, to energize yourself, uh, so then it could be a good thing. Uh, but otherwise, it can be a major distraction in life uh, from the higher things that a person should be focusing on. Uh, we also mentioned that he also said that a person should be He shouldn't give sleep to his eyes. Uh, or dozing to his eyelids, and we said, what does this mean, right? A person shouldn't get sleep. He's going to walk around like a zombie. Uh, and we had the Taz, who says that really uh, all that the Rambam means, sorry, all that the Shulchan Aruch means uh, is that a person shouldn't get more sleep than he needs, but uh, you have two types of Talmidei Chachamim. You can have the one who takes the path of lessening the amount of sleep so that he can learn more. Uh, and yes, he'll get an extra four hours a day of learning, but he'll be tired and his learning won't be as affected. His brain isn't going to be as sharp. Uh, and it's, um, we know now that it can be very unhealthy for a person as well. Uh, as opposed to the Talmud Chacham who takes the second path, he gets more sleep. He gets his uh, six, seven, eight hours or maybe even nine. Uh, and then, uh, <laughs> if we're being generous here, uh, and then... Um, uh, and then he has a, a really sharp mind, right? And he's, uh, his learning is more effective and he can get more into what's called deep work, right? And uh, when he's learning, it's deeper, he's more effective, he can think better. Uh, so everybody has to know uh, themselves, right? What's the right amount of sleep for them to get? Uh, but the Taz is saying that neither one is, uh, is better or worse than the other necessarily, right? Uh, he says both get the same amount of schar. Uh, because the one who's, even though he's getting more sleep and he's, it's more pleasurable for him, right? He doesn't have to pain himself and push himself past the, his state of tiredness. Uh, but nevertheless, he's doing the will of Hashem the same amount that the person who is being mitzvah himself is. Uh, so therefore, the Taz is basically suggesting that a person get more sleep, right? Take the easier path. Get more sleep, get more rest, be more effective in your learning. Uh, and you'll get the same amount of schar as somebody who is uh, being mamayit sleep from themselves. Uh, we also have the Rambam, uh, who recommends getting eight hours of sleep every single night. And he says this is hinted to in the Pasuk because the Pasuk says, Yashanti az yanuach li. Right? So the word az is Aleph Zion. I slept az and then I got rest. Right? It was resting for me. Uh, so what is this word az? It seems like an extra word. Rambam says Aleph Zion is one plus seven. Uh, which is eight, uh, uh, so the, and the Yaivet says it's eight isn't necessarily a hard number, uh, it's just around the amount that an Adam Benoni should get, your average person should get. Uh, so some of us need a little bit more sleep, some of us need a little bit less sleep. Um, I suggest playing around a little bit with your uh, sleep amounts uh, and seeing what, what works for you. Uh, and remember to take note the next day how you felt, uh, how awake you felt, uh, how uh, your level of vitality, etc. Um, and the Yaivet the, the says, in regards to the minimum amount of sleep that a person should get, Yaivet says a minimum of six hours is enough for a person. Uh, he said six hours is enough. Reb Chaim Kanievsky in uh, Kraina de Igrusa writes that nowadays a person needs no, he needs seven hours minimum. Um, and less than that, right, Reb Chaim Kanievsky, major Godel, uh, he said less than that, the mind isn't sharp and settled for learning. 
Uh, so he said a person should really strive for seven hours. Um, he says a minority of people might need eight, uh, but for, for the majority, um, six is enough and, and seven is really ideal. A person should be striving for seven. Um, so this is really supported by like the science nowadays, uh, neurobiology, etc. They're like studying people's sleep. How much is the ideal amount? Uh, so now we know that sleep isn't just like kind of this off switch. We used to think it was just shutting the body down, uh, and then you kind of restart. Uh, but now we're learning that deep sleep with enough REM cycles, which is the cycles of deep sleep that a person goes into, and like the brain waves, your mind goes through brain waves consolidates memories, enhances cognitive functions, uh, good for your immune system, hormone production, mental health, well-being, right? So it affects us like pretty much across the board, uh, having enough sleep, super important, uh, and therefore a person should really be very careful to block off enough sleep. Uh, that's the only way that he's gonna do his Avedas Hashem properly. Uh, it's part of the mitzvah of Ushmartim, taking care properly uh, of your body. Not only that, but you need it for your avodas Hashem, right? To have enough enthusiasm, enough motivation. Uh, when you don't get enough sleep, the next day you're not as motivated, right? You're like, eh, you know, do I need to really push myself to go learn? But when you do get enough sleep, right, you wake up with this energy, with this vigor. Uh, so that's really the proper way to go into your uh, avodas Hashem. Uh, and many of the modern doctors, scientists, Matt Walker, Andrew Huberman, they're recommending, they say seven to nine hours, uh, which is very similar to uh, what the Gedolim are saying, right? They're saying a minimum of seven. Uh, and the Rambam says ideal. Adam Benoni is eight, which is the same number that they're recommending for the Adam Benoni. Um, and as soon as you start dropping below seven hours, uh, so then it can impairment brain, body, not going to function the same. Uh, and it's very unhealthy for the body as well. Uh, so that's in terms of sleep. Uh, so we had the Shulchan Aruch that says a person should be mimayit sleep. We said, what does that mean? Don't get more sleep than you need, right? So if you say, oh, okay, I need seven hours, I need eight hours. Uh, so then don't get more than that uh, or sleep in uh, just because it's Sunday. No, Sunday you get some extra time for learning in the morning, right? Shachas is at eight. Uh, so a person should get more sleep than he needs. Uh, you should have a, a, an amount that you're going for, uh, the, the amount that you need, um, and a person should strive for that, uh, not be, not get any more just because he's feeling, you know, tired and his bed is cozy, etc. Um, okay, so now we get into the topic of learning versus working, uh, and we have this uh, this big Rama uh, who says, should a person look learn all day? Should he work all day? Should he do a mixture of both? Says the Ramavalo a person who is uh, who wants to be a Talmud Chacham and he wants to uh, he wants to learn. So he shouldn't think, oh, I'm going to be Osik in Torah and then I'm also going to get Osher Vakavod. I'm also going to get wealthy uh, and I'm going to have all my needs and I'm going to be able to live in my uh, six bedroom house uh, in Vakluz. Uh, because somebody who thinks this in his in his heart, he's not going to be zocha. He's not going to merit the crown of Torah. Ella says the Ramah these big words. You should make your Torah the main thing, and your malacha you should make the side thing. Right. So this is the Ramah's main point over here that a person should make his learning the main thing in his life, and his malacha should be the side thing. Uh, that should be a side hustle, right? So everybody, ah, oh, what's it? This person's side hustle should be uh, all the work that he does, and his main hustle, his main learning, uh, his main work should be in uh, learning in, in Avodah Hashem. 
And it says the Ramah v'yimat ve'esek v'yasek patora. Do as little work as possible so that you can be osek patora. V'yasek tanuge azman melibo v'yasek melacha kol yom k'dei chayav. Do just enough work every single day in order that you can live. Because he doesn't have enough to eat. And the rest of the day and night, he should be osik pitoro, malagadola, lemisha misparnes, mimaisa yadav, shenamar yegia kapecha kisocho. And there's a huge mila. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a great thing for a person who can make his own parnasa as opposed to being uh, supported for others. As the Pasuk says, yegia kapecha kisocho. Uh, your own uh, your own workings. Uh, you, do you eat? Uh, so he's saying that there's this uh, Mila Gedola for a person who can earn his own living as opposed to being so, uh, supported from others. Okay, so a lot to unpack over here. So we had the Ramah's first main point, which was to make Torah Keva Malach Arai, and your Malacha is a side thing. Um, and he the next thing that he mentions is that a person should only make enough uh, that he needs to live. Uh, the Shach says that nowadays uh, that looks a little bit differently. That looks a little bit different, right? Person also needs private school tuition, uh, housing. Uh, so there's a lot more that a person that goes into the equation. And a person can't just stop working one day and then, you know, uh, uh, sign his contract again the next day, right? So you can't just quit uh, when once it comes 1 p.m. Okay, I got enough money for the day. Uh, your boss is not going to want to see you the next day. It's going to give you the slip. Uh, so we have to, of course, we have to make sure that we have a maintain a steady job, uh, but not that we should take on more hours than we need to. Uh, if this is how much we can live, and we can live off a little bit simpler, then that would be the path to go th- to, to go down, uh, as opposed to uh, working more for uh, and and uh, using more time that we could have used for learning. Um, and um, okay, so and the basic needs doesn't just mean a person's food. It also means whatever, whatever's normal uh, in a person's time for a person to live. Uh, so that might mean having fancy dips for Shabbos, Jesse's challah, um, and uh, what's considered normal for a person to have. Your kids should have normal lunches, etc. Um, okay, uh, so now we go into um, whether a person learning in kolo. Uh, and this kind of comes into a Rama over here, who he starts by quoting a Rambam, who's very strict, um, kind of a, almost against uh, learning Torah and for Rabbanim and Rabbeim to take any money uh, from other people. Uh, then he kind of la- loosens it up, and then he loosens it up again, uh, and then all the Achronim kind of loosen it up altogether. Uh, so we'll see. We have uh, we'll, we'll go through the Rama, who's initially against uh, the whole Kola learning. Um, let's see what he says. Kolamisim alibo says the Raman source number seventeen. Kolamisim alibo lasik batora v'lo lasas melacha. Somebody who decides, oh, I'm just going to be osik batora. I'm not going to do melacha. Lis parnes minat tzedaka, and I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to get support from tzedaka. Hareze, very strong lashon that he's quoting the Rama from the Rambam. Hareze mechalo Hashem umevaze hatora. He's being mechalo Hashem. He's disgracing Torah. Sha'asa lehanos medivrei Torah because it's a person. It's aser for a person to get pleasure out of learning Torah. Right here, he's learning Torah. He's getting parnasa because of it. He's getting support. Uh, so a person's not allowed to uh, get hana from learning Torah. V'kol Torah she'en ima malacha. And he says a second issue. Right, that was the first issue. Is that uh, he's being nana medivrei Torah. 
Uh, he's getting Hana from the Torah that he's learned. Uh, second issue is that any Torah, she'ini ma'malacha, goreres avon. If uh, if you're just learning Torah and you're not involved in malacha, so then it's going to cause a person to sin, right? He's, uh, he's, he's, he's not working his, his body and uh, and he's not involved in, uh, you know, day-to-day physical activities. Uh, and then the mind is open. Uh, what's a boredom is the devil's playground? Something like that. Vesofo lelastem habrios. Uh, and he's also, because he's going to be so poor, he's going to end up stealing uh, from, from other people. Uh, and this is all talking about a strong person, a person who is healthy. Uh, and he's able to do work. Right? Uh, he could do their heritage a little bit and to support himself. Uh, but if a person is weak, uh, or he's got for a bit handicapped, so then it's mutter for him to be nana from the Torah uh, in order for him to get enough money to support himself. Okay. Uh, so where does he learn? Where does he get this concept that you can't have benefit out of Torah? Um, it's a good question. Uh, um, where does this concept come from? Not to be nana midivrei Torah. I've heard it a whole bunch of times. I, Uh, so you should also teach Bechinam. Right. Uh, where is that? That's a Medrash? Gemara Nadarim? I believe coming from a Mechilta or something. Okay. Uh, so, uh, so Hashem told, uh, Hashem told, it was Moshe Rabbeinu, right? Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, just like I taught you Bechinam, you should teach the, the Jewish people Bechinam. So you see that Torah should be taught uh, only for free, but it's not brought like the, like an Iser to be Nana Medivrei Torah. Uh, I have to do some research and figure out where the Iser comes from to be Nana Medivrei Torah. Yeah. Right, and, and the Ramams consider that a being Michalo Hashem Umavaza Torah. Right? You're being Michalo Hashem Umavaza Torah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, to avoid military. Pikuach Nafesh. Is it talking specifically about, about taking money for it? Because yeah. obviously you can benefit from Torah because you know, it's, it's one of those things that you benefit in this world and in the next world. Right? Yeah. So, so you're obviously allowed to benefit from Torah. Yeah, but it's not supposed to be like in a physical sense. Meaning a person, like one of the worst things is if a person uses uh, the, the kavod of Torah, right? Just, he's learning Torah for kavod. Uh, or a, and like right specifically so that they should call him Rebbe or Talmud Chacham. Uh, so the Gemara says terrible things about that. Um, so so yeah, using using it for your own personal gains is is where the issue comes in. Uh, okay, so we had that first Rambam, right? So the Ramah goes very harsh uh, on uh, supporting yourself through learning. Then we have the Yesho Mem Dafilu Bibari Mutter. Uh, but he brings down, it could be, even if for a healthy person, it's going to be mutter. Okay, so now the Ramah's uh, knocking it down. And this is, he's quoting now from the Beis Yosef in the, in the name of the Rashbats. Um, and therefore, every place uh, in, out of the Jewish people, where the Jewish people lived, that the Rav, can, uh, he can take a salary. Uh, from the people of the city, so, so that he doesn't, shouldn't have to be osek bemelacha. Uh, in front of other people, and then people aren't going to take him seriously, right? They're going to see he's a tailor, he's a blacksmith, 
you know, why do I have to respect his opinion? Uh, and this is only for a chacham who needs this uh, to, to take money, uh, to take parnasa from the people of the city. Have a usher, usher. But if a rabbi has a lot of money, uh, I guess he inherited it or he invested in crypto while I was still young uh, and he struck it rich, right? So then, okay, he shouldn't take money from other people uh, and he should um, and he should just uh, just be a rub for free. Uh, so now that's the second step of the Ramah. Now the third step, od. And there are those who are even more lenient. Lomar That it's mutter for and his talmidim uh, to to take salaries from those who want to give it. So here it's a little bit different. Right here it's not it's not peop, it's not from tzedakah. Right. The first case was. Uh, you're taking from tzedakah money in order to support yourself to learn. And over here, it's not you're taking tzedakah money, it's uh, It's people who want to support kolo. Right? So here, you're t- taking from people who want to support kolo. A little bit different. Uh, those who want to give in order to be meaning they want to give to like a kolo a cause. And through this, they can be osik b'torah They don't have to worry about anything, and they could fully uh, absorb their mind and learning. And still, somebody who is able to be misparnes well uh, from their own uh, from their own workings v'lasik who this is a midas chasidus to to work yourself uh, if you're able to balance the two. Umisas uh, elokim he and it's masas uh, elokim uh, he. It's a gift from Hashem. midas kol adam. But majority of people can't do this. Uh, be able to balance uh, working and learning. Not everybody is able to do this. Where they're able to be osik betora and to also um, gain knowledge and to be mefarnas themselves at the same time. Uh, so it's a tough balance he's saying to do. It's a midas chasidus if you're able to do it, but not everybody's able to do it. Um, so, so then we get to the achronim, right? So we have the Ramah who in the beginning, very strict, not taking Torah, it's mevaza Torah. Sorry, not taking parnasa. If you're learning or teaching or a rabbi, any of these kinds of jobs, a person can't take, uh, can't take parnasa from. Uh, then we have the Yesh Omrim that says that uh, a rabbi can definitely take uh, can definitely take a salary uh, because because he needs it and it's going to be mavaza him if he takes another job. Uh, and then we have the third stage, which is uh, the Ramah saying they are Yesh Mekilim uh, that uh, you can take if people want to support a kolo cause as long as they're not taking from the tzedakah fund and you're taking from a kolo fund. Uh, then it would be permitted. Uh, and he says that this is uh, what it seems most people are going to have to do, uh, unless you're one of the few who's able to balance the two, which is a midas chasidus, to be able to work uh, a side job and support yourself in learning. But he says this is not the midas kol adam. Uh, so, so you're saying the majority of people should be taking money from kolo? From uh, that's, yeah, that's what it seems like. Uh, in the yesh makilam. Let's say someone who wants to learn all day. Yeah. The majority of those can't also... Have a side hustle that's also going to support the whole family. What do you mean, those who want to learn all day? You're supposed to learn. Make this. No? Like that. Talk, I think he's talking about people who want to decide they want to learn all day. So he's saying. But everyone is supposed to learn, so. And, and he's saying it's hard to learn and also to, to work. He says not, mo- most people can't do this. Right, so most people can't do it. Uh, but he's saying. Meaning most people. 
Sorry? What do you think? Most people can't well, that's, that's not the implication. sit and learn all day and um, make progress at it while they're working. Yeah, uh, George. Lots of people could sit and cuddle all day and drink coffee and, and yeah, uh, so many goals, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so to fully learn and support yourself, that's where the that's where the challenge is. Um, okay, so so now we get to the kind of the post game and the achronim, uh, and we have the 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 shach, right? So they kind of develop this a little bit further. Uh, and they, the Shach writes, Mishu Marbets Torah, Avon Hubiado in Lo Yekabo Meacherem. Somebody who's being Marbets uh, Torah, right? He's teaching Torah. So he, he says it's Avon Hubiado. It's uh, Mamish, uh, like a Avon, a Chet. Uh, if he doesn't accept money from other people. Why? Because there's no way that a person can continue to teach Torah uh, if he doesn't support himself. Uh, and even though the Ramah was kind of saying it was like more of like a kula, right? He said, yeah, you him that it, that it might be mutter to take, to take money. Uh, the Shach is saying practically somebody who is, who is teaching Torah, if he, if he needs to, uh, to work to support himself and he can't take money from his teaching Torah, uh, then he's not going to be able to continue uh, to do it. Uh, and there's also, uh, the postkim also mentioned that there's a big discrepancy in the time it took for people to support themselves back then, uh, where there was different times of the year, it was an agricultural society, uh, so you might have had to put many hours during, uh, during the harvest season um, and planting season, but then the other times of year was, you know, pretty much just going out, watering, checking things, weeding, uh, just basic things. Uh, and then a person would be able to support himself quite easily. And um, we even have the Mishnah Brewer who mentions the Balabatim, who only learned four or five dollar to hey shows, four or five hours a day, right? So it seems like the Mitzvahs was very different in their time, where for a person to work, right, you didn't have to travel an hour and a half to the city necessarily. You might have had your field right on the back, or if you're a peddler or a tailor, uh, then it could have been right by uh, wherever the storefront was. Uh, but you didn't necessarily have to be open nine to five. Uh, you can shut down earlier if you already got your parnasa, depending on how many customers. Uh, so it seems like, for some reason, people were able to learn more. Or they probably just had better work ethic, wasn't as much distractions with social media uh, and with email uh, and phone calls coming in from that you have to call your parents every day and your grandparents, right? So they were a lot more... Uh, distracted for good or for bad, uh, and we have a lot more going on that we need to stay on top of. Uh, so the, the, a lot of the postcams say that back then a person was still able to pull off four or five hours easily, even if he was uh, working and supporting himself. Nowadays, there's no way a balabas, you know, working a nine to five, uh, is able to learn four or five hours. If a person really wants to dedicate himself and really gain Torah knowledge, he needs to go into full-time learning. The only way that's going to be possible is if he's supported. Uh, and that's why we have the Chafetz Chaim and Shem Olam. He writes that if a person refuses taking money, he's making a big mistake, right, while he's learning in Kolo. Uh, and he says, should he give up all that learning just to fulfill the Midas Chasidis and the Maila Gedola of the Ramah, right? Because the Ramah mentioned there's a Maila Gedola for him to work and, and to learn simultaneously. Uh, but he said, you're going to give up all that Torah learning uh, just to be Mekayim, the, the, the Midas Chasidis of the Ramah. Uh, he says, that's, uh, that's a mistake. A person shouldn't do that. Uh, Ramosha Feinstein also writes that a person learning in, in Kolal should go uh, full force and he can take money from the, from the learning. Stipler gone writes that most of the time uh, people who don't want to be supported out of others, they're doing it out of gaiva or kavod because they don't want to have to feel like they're relying on other people. 
and it's not coming out of uh, you know this desire to plur, uh, purely learn Torah lishma. And he says that if a person cannot support himself, of course they should take money rather than uh, rather than to give up their Torah learning. Uh, so practically speaking, right? So if a person has enough money, right? Uh, parents are very wealthy and they don't need to take money for learning in kolal. That's the ideal, right? You're new. Because you're not going to be Nenev from Divrei Torah, um, and you're um, uh, you're not being Nevaza Torah, uh, and you and you have a oh sorry that's something else. so ideally don't take money for your Torah learning not to be Nenev from your Divrei Torah but of course uh, practically speaking in the vast in the 99% of uh, cases a person's going to have to take money for his learning if he wants to learn full time um, and in such a case a person should have shouldn't feel guilty about it, right? So this is the our ultimate mitzvah. It's the only way that it's possible. And specifically, you can't take tzedakah money for it, but if it's for people who want to support kola learning, who want to support other people in their learning, uh, so then, of course, a person should, t- should take it. Chafetz Chaim says, big mistake, a person doesn't want to take it. Uh, I'll work instead. Uh, rather, maximize your learning, even though you have this uh, you have this thing that you're learning is being nena. You're being nena midivrei Torah, uh, which is a greyusa, it's a uh, uh, it's a blip, but uh, but you have this plus that you're getting all this Torah learning, and it definitely pays off. What about, um, let's say a lot, not a lot of people, some people, they'll work a nine-to-five job in, in the city, but then if you want to get them to give a Torah class, then they're going to start charging you. Should, should that be also because they're working, so they obviously don't really need the money. Yeah. Just getting it because of, well, I'm giving you another hour of my time, so I'm charging an hourly rate. So it's, right. It seems like it's, it's, not, it's a bit schwer to do it, huh? Yeah. Um, it's very... Because the Shach says, Mishu marbet avon hubiyado im lo But he's talking about someone who... Yeah. He's talking about someone who, who says, you know what, because, because I I'm not taking money, I'm going to have to work 9-5 in the city. Yeah. He's not talking about someone who's working 9-5 in the city and he's giving one sheer a week at night. Yeah. 7 to like p.m. and then he charges it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so practically they say it's mutter to do that because also it's a prep time and it's time away from his kids. And I mean, as a side thing, if you don't if you don't motivate people, then they'll do it once and then they won't do it again. Yeah. Mitzad him, it's it's mutter to take for him to take uh, because he could count it as time away from his kids, etc. Um, as opposed to meaning if he was doing the learning anyways, but obviously it's better for him not to take money for it. But don't we say that if someone has is an Oshir or he has other means for doing it, he shouldn't take? Uh, we do, but then uh, when it comes to being Marmot's Torah, the post can say that a person can take as so long as he's because he yeah, meaning again, if it's mar- time that, that he's taking. Is that Marmot's Torah between nine and five, and therefore he can't have a regular job because that's his job is he's Rosh Hashiva. Rosh Hashiva can't work in the city. Right, right. You're saying is it somebody who's like fully has to dedicate himself yeah, yeah. to being Marmot's Torah, and therefore he can't get in his parmasa? Um, I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I believe even somebody who is uh, who is doing it as a side thing, he still can charge from it. Uh, I've seen in the post a few times uh, where they talk about people charging for these kind of things, she or him, uh, and a person's allowed to charge. Uh, it's obviously better not to, right? Because then you're, you have this my love, not being Nenem from Divrei Torah. Um, but specifically, they say you're charging for the time away from, from your family or from other things that you would be doing or your own learning that you would have been doing. Um, okay. Yeah, I have to, I have to see, look more specifically for it. Okay. Uh, so then we have the next, uh, the next sif in Shulchan Aruch. If you can pass it up from here, that's fine. 
Uh, I mean, mitzad uh, you, you want to motivate him because like people don't. Uh, say mitzad you, it's better to pay uh, for for somebody to come give a shear egg. But yeah, um, okay. Uh, so we have source number 18, uh, which is the Shulchan Aruch. Moving on to the next sif, sif chaf beis. Uh, we're here. The Shochan Aruch says, "Bris krusa shekolat lomed bebeisa kaneses lo b'mehera hu mishakeah." There's a there's a bris. There's a special uh, covenant, a special deal that we have with Hashem, uh, that any de- that anybody who learns Torah in the shul in a shul beisa kaneses, he says, "Lo b'mehera hu mishakeah." He's not going to forget so easily. Uh, so he's saying that uh, learning in a shul in a base kaneses is good for memory retention. Anybody who learns privately, uh, he learns Talmudai, uh, Bitsina, privately, Machim, uh, he gets more wise. Shenemar, as the Pasuk says in Mishleves, it's Nuim Chachma, that the Tsnuim get Chachma. And anybody who uh, learns out loud, you can hear his voice while he's learning, uh, like they're doing. Uh, so then the Talmud will be uh, more miskayim. He'll be able to retain it better. But somebody who reads quietly, uh, he forgets more quickly. Uh, so let's see. These these are like three different elements uh, to learning. Uh, and this is kind of how a person should learn, right? How and where. So a person should learn in the base Knesset is the first thing. Second is that he should learn in private. Uh, the more private, the better. We'll have to get into all of these. Uh, what do you mean? We're supposed to learn with Chavrusa. Okay. Yeah, you gotta find, <laughs> which is not too difficult here. In <laughs> uh, because, and you should learn out loud as well. Uh, just kidding. Things are changing, uh, and you should learn out loud as well. Um, because uh, when you learn out well uh, out loud, then you retain it better. Uh, you're involving yourself more in your learning. Um, okay, so why is it better to learn in a shul? Uh, or a base measure. So first of all, the the post can say that it's not specifically a shul. It's just that his time there was uh, the shulchan aruch didn't have uh, that. Anybody been to Rav Yosef Cairo's shul in Svat? Yeah. Uh, so that was the that was the main hub over there, <laughs> uh, where everybody learned the daven. Uh, so that's um, so th- so that's why it says because that's practically where they did it. But obviously, if a person has a base medrash, uh, the Shulchan Aruch already mentioned earlier that the base medrash has a, a higher status of kedusha uh, than a shul because it's used for learning Torah, which is receiving from Hashem, as opposed to davening, which is giving to, uh, speaking to Hashem. Um, so a, a base medrash has a, even a higher level of kedusha. So not necessarily a shul it could also be a base medrash as well, uh, like a kolal, uh, etc. Uh, but that's the ideal place for a person to uh, to to learn. Why? Uh, greater level of uh, the Shekhinah resides over there. Also, you have other people that are coming and learning, uh, and that sharpens a person, right? You're you're able to to bounce things off other people. Uh, you're able to get the ruach, the energy of other people learning. Uh, that can often help a person learn with greater focus. Uh, so for all these reasons, it's ideal for a person to learn in a basic nesses. Oh, and it's a place that's designated for Hashem. Uh, right? So it's not like uh, your workspace or learning outdoors in the garden. Uh, where uh, it's not a place that's designated for learning. Here, you come in and you, your headspace is in a place that's supposed to be focused on Hashem. Uh, much easier for a person to, to focus uh, and to have proper thoughts while he's learning. Um, okay, uh, so then we have uh, learning privately. A person should learn bitsina. 
Um, and a person who learns Vitzina, he quotes the Pasuk and Mishle, which says, Yachim, he'll, he'll get wiser. Um, but why? Why should a person learn privately? Anybody want to take a yes? Why the Shulchan Aruch is recommending that? Okay, so more anova more uh, in your learning, right? It's not going to lead you to, to gaiva, like, oh, I'm the guy who learns eight hours a day. Uh, people don't know, right? So you might only be learning six, or they, they only see you learning uh, a few minutes at show. Think, ah, he's no big deal. Uh, right? So, so then a person's not, it, so the learning ultimately is going to be more lishma, right? It's more for the sake of learning, for the sake of connection with Hashem. Uh, you're not doing it out of social pressures, right? To to look good, to be the one, you know, learning and show, etc. Uh, of course, if a person needs that and he sees, oh, he, he says that he's learning at home, and then he, you know, he ends up on his phone or on his computer answering emails, right? Much easier to get distracted. And I'd say nowadays, more than ever, a person kind of does need that social pressure of being in the show uh, to to make sure that he stays focused, uh, because there it's. Uh, not as normal if you start answering emails in the middle of your learning, right? And other people are going to see. Uh, so, so therefore, it could be a good thing for a person to, to learn in a public place. Everybody should know themselves. Uh, and better to learn, if, even if it's a little less lishma, but to actually be learning. Mitoch shalol lishma, bal lishma, etc. So also, there's uh, when a person learns bitzina, sometimes there's less distractions, right? Uh, you don't have that uh, loud guy learning in shul, uh, or uh, somebody coming to ask you a shaila, or, or somebody coming to hawk you in the coffee room uh, about politics and uh, Trump versus Biden election, etc. Uh, so therefore, uh, for these reasons, uh, the, the, these are all the milas of learning uh, bitzina. Uh, the main one being Torah lishma. And then other things such as you might not get as distracted. Nobody's going to be jealous of you. There won't be any kinas ofrim over here. Uh, so those are some of the side reasons. Uh, but the big question over here is that don't we say that it's better to learn with a chavrusa, right? The Gemara in Bracha, Samach Gimel Amad Beis, says, Ein ha-Torah nikneis, ela b'chabura. Torah is only nikneis with a chavrusa, with other people. Uh, so what happened to this, uh, the Mila of chavrusa learning? Um, so therefore the post can say that either one should have um, should 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 have time for learning with the chavrusa, but then it's chazara time. You should do bitzina, um, or they say that you can learn with the chavrusa, but in the more private place, not in the place, not in the uh, the big place where everybody in town is going to see you. Uh, so those are the two things that the that the gemara says. Uh, sorry, that the poskim say. Uh, and then the Gemara in Brachos continues, and it says uh, harsh things about somebody who learns alone, right? So not only does it. Yeah, you you find a lot by the big gedolim like uh, Rabbi Eliyashev and um, Rabbi Chaim Kanievsky. If you've ever, like they all, they always go into like the corner. <laughs> they find that corner a quiet spot. Uh, it's probably practically they don't want people like bothering them, asking them shilas the whole time. Uh, and they always learned at home pretty much, right? Because if they go to show, people would nonstop hock them up. Uh, so they usually learned at home where they could close the door, the gabai can stand guard. Uh, <laughs> uh, so that's uh, generally what the Gedolin did. 
Um, but but I, I feel like he's trying to give you this balance of these two factors, right? He's saying learn and show. There's the mile of learning and show. This is a place for learning. But then there's also this mile of doing Yipetzina, meaning a person shouldn't just focus, oh, I'm just learning and show. Also have time and try to do it as privately as possible. Uh, you're learning so that it shouldn't be uh, a d- public display. I mean, if you're preparing, then you have to do it in private because you can't be disturbed. Right. If you're disturbed, then you're not going to be able to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So and that's why many rabbanim and poskim they they do their learning at home so that they shouldn't be disturbed. They should be able to uh, deep work and deep focus. Um, okay. Uh, so so yeah, we have the Gemara and Brachas that says Einatora Nikneis Ela and then it says harsh things about somebody who learns uh, learns alone. It says the it makes them it makes them dumber. Uh, it makes them more more tipshim. Uh, and what does this mean, right? So uh, how do you learn B'tzinah? If you're not allowed, the Gemara and Brachos says that a person should not learn uh, should not learn privately. A person should not learn by himself. Uh, so many Achronim say that uh, there's a big difference between nowadays where we have Sfarim. When the Chachamim said this, this was before the oral Torah was written. The Torah Shabbat Peh was written down. Uh, so therefore, a person who learns by himself, uh, he's not going to get uh, the, the proper Hadracha in his learning. And it's going to make him more dumb. Why? Because uh, he's just going to warp the Torah uh, and fit it into uh, whatever his uh, ideologies are. Uh, and he's not going to learn things properly. He's not going to ha- know how to use the Yud Gimel Midos properly. Shatar Nidrashis Bahem. So he's basically going to he's going to create his own version of the Torah, and it's only going to make it worse, right? Instead of him getting wiser from the Torah. Uh, and knowing more what the Devar Hashem is, what Hashem wants from him, he's going to know less what Hashem wants from him because he's going to have a warped view uh, of what the Torah is telling him. Uh, so that therefore, a person had to make sure that they were learning with a Chavrusa or Bechabura, in a Torah uh, But nowadays that we have Svarim, uh, say the post game, that Svarim are our Chavrusa, right? Because the, the Svarim is teaching us how to learn properly. As long as we follow the Hadrach of how the Svarim uh, are learning up the sukyas, so then we know how to structure the Gemara properly, the post game, how everything fits in. Uh, and we're able to learn properly even without uh, having uh, a direct uh, passing down uh, of the Torah. Uh, so, so nowadays they say, and therefore a person can learn, pri- uh, can learn privately. There is a mile of learning with the Chavrusa. A, you have that pressure, you got to be there on time, you have to show up. Uh, B is he challenges you to, to think deeper think uh, and, and change your way of thinking a little bit, right? You don't just get set in one way of thinking uh, and, then you're, and then you can continue. Your chavrus is always going to challenge you. Uh, and, uh, and C is like uh, it creates more of a ruach, right? Because now you have to speak it out to the other person. You need to put more energy into your learning uh, and you need to argue things out with him. Uh, so for, for those reasons, there's still a mila of learning with Chavrusa. It's not like the Gemara and Bracha saying that uh, a person who learns alone, he, he, gets, uh, he gets dumber. Uh, but no, a person is able to learn alone. We have Sparam nowadays. Um, but um, there are these milas of learning for Chavrusa. And practically the poskim say uh, that for the vast majority of people, uh, they, they learn more and better when they learn with Chavrusa. Uh, but there is that minority of people who learn better when they learn privately. Uh, and a, a great deal of, uh, of gedolim, they, they learned in private. Uh, some of them balanced, they had a chavrusa, but they also learned in private. Uh, two that come to mind, the Chazanish and the Vilna Gon, 
our two great gedolim that uh, they almost exclusively learned privately. Uh, they were on like a whole different uh, league than everybody else of their of their generation, uh, and they they practically they learned privately uh, without a chavrusa almost always. Uh, and they all they also they quoted this that the svarim are their chavrusa uh, when people would ask them, ah, what about this gemara? You should learn with chavrusa. Svarim are our chavrusa. Uh, and therefore, practically, a person can learn alone if they believe that it's going to help them learn better, but they should just be careful, right? Because they're not going to have that same pressure to come there on time. Um, but when a person learns privately, then he can choose whatever topic he wants to learn at whatever pace he wants to learn. Um, and you're not necessarily going to be distracted talking about how his kids are doing in school, etc. Uh, so therefore, practically, you have kind of this shikul. Everybody has to decide for themselves. Uh, but choose carefully, because oftentimes we think, ah, oh, we want to learn what we want at our pa- at our own pace. I'm going to learn privately, uh, and then after a while, you begin to taper down, 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 uh, and the hour that you set for learning becomes 50 minutes, becomes 45, becomes 30, and then that 30 me- that 30 minutes is also checking emails. Uh, so practically speaking, the chavrusa is definitely the the safer way uh, of learning. Uh, but if a person feels they want to learn alone, they definitely can. Shkoyach, everyone, have an amazing day.